everyone. So welcome to the very first episode of Weird Kaya's podcast named Talk Jela. Alright, so as you can tell from the name itself, this is a place where we'll be talking about various topics uh, relating to um, student life, politics, lifestyle, or anything that you want us to talk uh, under the sun. So today, um, because since it's our very first episode, we have two people from our very own Weird Kaya team. So um, let's welcome Esther and Dylan. Hello, yay, hello. Hey, are you guys excited to be here? Yes. In case some of you don't know uh, what Weird Kaya is, so Weird Kaya is just a newly launched news website um, that was started in October of last year. So um, we are glad to announce that we are, we are on the right track to growing to become um, hopefully one of Malaysia's top English uh, news website. So Esther and Dylan, they are part of the core team. So Esther and Dylan, would you like to introduce a little bit about yourselves to our listeners who are tuning in for the very first time? Okay, I'm Dylan. I'm a journalism student and now I'm working for Weird Kaya. And this is my first time doing podcast, so don't mind any mistake, okay? Don't mind me. <laughs> okay, it's okay. It's, it's all about first time also, alright? Okay, thanks Dylan. How about you, Esther? Hello, hello. Uh, I'm Esther. I'm a third year student uh, in one of the public universities in Malaysia. And I'm part of the Weird Gaia core team as well. Yeah, thanks for listening to our first podcast. Okay, alright. So, um, right, so let's just loosen up a little bit. And um, right now, I'm just going to give our listeners uh, what's the very first topic for today's episode. Alright, so today, we are actually going to talk about something I'm pretty sure our listeners um, are very much familiar with, that is school. Right, so um, um, Dylan and Esther, I believe most you, both of you have spent at least half of your lives in school, correct? Yeah. True, true. Maybe more than half. Lah. More than half. Lah. How old are you this year, Dylan? 23. Yeah, same. 23. 23 wow. also. Oh, wow. I didn't know both of you were saying age. That makes me... God, I'm so old, okay? <laughs> because I'm right now I'm already working already. So And then school is such a, such a distant memory. All right, so... So today we're actually going to talk about the types of schools in Malaysia, alright? So if you're a student in Malaysia, you'll, pre- you'll probably be familiar with like, you know, the different kind of school systems that we have in the country. So like, for example, you have like national type schools, like, you know, in BM, we called it as, what was it called? Sekola, well, you know, S- SJK, SJKC, then you've got the Malay and the, the Tamil type schools. Then if you go up to secondary, you also have secondary schools are also you got national types SNK or like you know if you're uh really into if you're really very now one, you know, like like some of us here, I'm sorry. So you will go to independent schools or better known as to so yeah. So um right, yeah, so today and then We'll also be talking about another kind of schooling that most people are not familiar with, that is homeschooling. Yeah, yeah, it is exactly what it sounds it is, homeschooling. I mean, literally, you are studying at home. So, but anyway, let's just start with the familiar topic first. So, let's start off with national type schools. So, Esther, I believe um, this, was the, this was the route you took throughout your entire schooling life. Is that correct? Yeah. Because, like, uh, I think uh, I'm from SMK and then I enter into a public university like, right after my SPM and STPM. 
Mm, okay, so then what about primary school? Was it also um, like national type as well? Uh, yeah, SJKC. I believe Dylan also from SJKC, right? Yeah, yeah, I'm from SJKC as well. So my whole life has been very China. <laughs> <laughs> very China, alright. So that means your, your Bahasa China was very good as well, Gan. Uh, that's a misconception. We only speak, right? We don't like... We don't like make poem every day. Okay, we just speak in Chinese. Oh wow! Okay, because I my Chinese is like, what is it? What is it called? Like half past six only. Because I was, I mean, for my case, I was brought up in the mainly English speaking household. Then my mm-hmm. schooling life, I didn't, I, I really didn't have much of a school life, as I will explain much later. So yeah, let's let's just discuss what's about uh SM like you know national type schools like both primary and secondary level. So Esther, can you share a little bit about your experiences as a student in in these national type schools? Mm, I would say like for primary school, most of the most of the Malaysian kids they they will go for like national type school. Uh. If if not then those like uh those kids from rich families they will go to like international school. Yeah. Mm. And as a Chinese right like Typical Chinese parents, they will send their kids to, um, like SJKC because they don't want to them to like forget their mother tongue and then like their Chinese roots. So, but for some, they they will send their kids to SK also. I think because, uh, some of my friends they can't even they are Chinese they can't speak in Mandarin. They are more like um, mm. uh, English speaker uh, because. And mm-hmm. if 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 your friends are like English speaker, uh, speaker, they they most likely like come from SK, yeah, or international school, yeah. But most of my friends, they they went for SJKC like me as well. Mm. Okay, so I because I for me myself, I I have entered into a SJKC. Um, during my my the first four years of my primary school life, so is it true that you know I always have this uh, I always have this conception like you know the teachers there are like very garang very no nonsense one and then you know, um is it was it true for you as well? Um, I will say yes, yes. Dylan, you same also. <laughs> same for us. I think as you can see, teacher all, all very very garang one. <laughs> Oh, is it? <laughs> Alright, because, yeah, so do did you ever gotten, like, like gotten, you know, whacked by your teachers with the rotan or whatsoever it is? I think that's, a, that's very basic, lah, for... for <laughs> wow, basic punishment, then what's the advanced punishment? <laughs> um, call to the principal room and yeah. call my mom over at the office, so I think that's more advanced. I'm not sure why, but during my primary school, I, I'm very, very afraid to call my mom over. It's like the end of the world for me. But I don't oh. scare of Rotan now because I got Rotan like very frequently. <laughs> I'm wow. not the best student in the world. Okay. Wow, Pine on this one. <laughs> I, I also gonna Rotan also la. like sometimes I late late submission, homework submission, but not to the extent like uh need to call my parents like that la. But yeah, and because people will always have this stereotype like oh the teachers in SJKC is more is stricter than like the SK one and in terms of homework and like it's a bit harder la, they say like because for one subject we have like maybe many uh, latte han book one like 
book one, book mm. two, book three, and then you have to remember, or this uh, Monday you have to bring book one, and then for Tuesday you have to bring book two. It's like very organized, lah, I would say. Yeah. But very yeah. stressful also, like, yeah. don't you think? Yeah, and then the homework, like, it's like every day got a list of homework, and then you need to you need to let your parents sign the list and check if you finish every homework. But I never finished the list, you know, I never copied the list. And then the teacher will always like, like punish me for that. Lah. And then we have a, how to say, we have a list to fill out like, anyone, if anyone missed any homework today. And then I always, in the end of the year, I always got a list personally made for myself. So everyone is like whole class one list. And I have a, a whole paper of list myself during primary school. So the whole paper is like the whole year, what homework did I miss? Yeah. So yeah, I'm that student. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we, we, okay, yeah. So I, I used to have a lot of nightmares when I was a, when I was a kid in 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 the Chinese school, Chinese primary school. So my mom now every time, every time when I always uh think back of my of my childhood years, my mom will always tell me, did you know you were actually quite a cry baby when you were back in primary school? Then she was like, because every night there were a few teachers that I was like terrified of like like what Dylan mentioned just now is it's like wow it's like the end of the world like if they ever nail me for for a homework I didn't I didn't complete that would be like going case for me so my mom used to tell me a lot that you know every night without fail one she will show me ask me to go to sleep I will go to my room five minutes later I will ask her ma did you check my mats already or not then my mom be like yeah yeah I checked already then I go back to my room. Five minutes later, I come out again. Then I say, Ma, did you check my artwork or not? <laughs> then my mom said, Yes, I already checked your artwork. And this entire cycle will just go on for like four to five rounds, you know, until my mom will get so will get so frustrated. She'll be like, Can you just go to sleep? Like, I will check your homework for you. So, yeah, it was like a very terrifying experience for me. Mm-hmm. But I, I won't lie, I did have, I did have a quite a number of teachers that I really respected back then like, and I still remember who they are right now mm-hmm. so I think that goes to show that I mean regardless of what school you go to um, the teachers play a very important role uh, mm-hmm. yeah, because this is the place where students are molded into hopefully into becoming a respected people of society uh. Alright, so I'm glad we all turned out fine, <laughs> right? Yeah. So, yeah, so, okay, moving on. So, Esther, so when you you mentioned just now that in secondary school, you also went to a national type school. So, did you notice any, like, differences or similarities, like, teaching style, your classmates, your teachers? Did you notice anything? Uh, actually, I think it would be a very big difference because, like, you're from a... Uh mainly Chinese school and then you, you go to SMK because SMK is like um, uh, Malay is a majority and then like Chinese and Indian you have a lot of like different races and you have to you, you need to like speak well in Malay also but that's not a that was not a problem for me because like uh, even in SJKC they really like uh, Basa Malaysia is still the the core subject because you have to score mm. well in your UPSR so you don't have to like uh go to the Baalehan then you can uh mm. like go to a form one so Basel Malaysia is a very important subject because like my mother will always buy a lot of like uh because like uh just now we were saying like our oh, Chinese school one the teachers and parents are more strict are stricter because they say like oh 
达斯滕，呃，什么马斯爱 ，like in in Western they say like spare the rod and spoil the child, right? So they they send like. They they really gasu one la like the gasu culture. Then they send their kids to the tuition center that kind. But for me, um, I'm not from a very like rich background where my parents can like afford me to go to tuition center and like that. So, uh, I didn't attend like those tuition center. But uh, they still want me to score well in like UPSR and Bahasa Malaysia and like that lah. So they bought me a lot of like. Revision book to get myself prepared、mm. because they know like oh, when you enter into secondary education, you have to face a lot of like how to say friends of different races lah, and even like you have to communicate with your teacher. The teacher mainly also like Malay, yeah, but not a not a very big problem for me lah. That time when I enter into like SMK, hmm, and I'm glad like I can. I think there's a lot of advantages lah, like entering into a SMK school because, um, you meet like different friends and, um, how to say like, know their culture better. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. 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 I think. I think. Uh. I think I also have to admit, like you know, um, I think each school has its own like ups and I mean its own pros and cons. So I think yeah um if there's there's one good thing about about um SMK is that you are not just limited to one race alone within a school setting. It's like you have to mingle with other people from other cultures, other races. So in a sense, it also helps to broaden your your worldview as well. So at least you don't see things like within a very limited, um perspective. So okay yeah. Okay, thanks a lot, Esther, for sharing. So now we will move on to independent schools. So for those who are not familiar with independent schools, I mean, okay, Dylan, correct me if I'm wrong because my my knowledge of about it is quite shallow, lah. So, but what I what people normally tell me about independent schools is that it's all Chinese, it's all for Chinese ed people. That means it's like, and the syllabus that they follow is. Tai is Taiwan syllabus. Like they don't follow, like the 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 what is it called the teaching material that is being provided by the what is it called by our MOE the Ministry of Education. So, uh, Dylan, do you want to like share a little bit because, um, you mentioned that, um,、uh, you attended an independent school. Yeah, sure. Yeah, Chinese independent school actually, is not exactly wrong. Its majority of the student will be Chinese. But then there's still Malay student and Indian student, but it's、Ooh. only very very less. I wouldn't say I throughout my years in independent school, right? I have around four Malay friend, I think. But the problem、mm. is, they usually speak Chinese and they blend into our blend into our culture instead of like maybe what expert experience is they get along together and then they learn each other culture. Yeah. So for me, I can't even speak Malay to them because they wouldn't. Want to speak Malay to me because my Malay is too bad, so I usually speak Chinese <laughs> to them. Yeah, that's the point. But for the for the teaching material, right? Um, our teaching material actually use we we have our own teaching material for UEC exam. But、mm. uh, along the same time, we also have to take SPM actually. Most of the Chinese independent school student will take SPM one. Some of them would wouldn't want to lah. They only want the UEC certificate, but Most of us, I think, 
you'll still take the SPM certificate. So we have to study everything you study. La. Actually, it's the same. But we have one more additional UEC course. La. And then we have to take it during our Form 6 year. La. It's actually something that's SDBM. But, but then the whole UEC course is spread through the entire school, la. like from 1 to Form 6. La. Yeah. Um, oh, okay. I really uh, yeah. amazed eh, like when my friends, like friends from independent school, they told me that they need to like study for UEC and SPM. Wow, very, very difficult eh, because eh, yeah, this one is like the, <laughs> the, the, the ultimate challenge of a student's life and then you have to deal with two. And then because I myself only like, I have, I have to only sit for SPM and then it's already a very big challenge for me and then the those from independent school you still have to uh, deal with the UEC which is very difficult yeah yeah but it's quite stressful la, because usually our school time will last from like maybe seven something to to like, to like three three o'clock something like that la. so our school time will be longer and then we have to deal with more subject but actually usually we our subject is quite similar Maybe you will see more advanced la, because you will see it's an SDBM level. La. It's not SPM level. So actually a lot of subject is actually like repeated. La. The, 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 content, the content and the whole thing, the structure is repeated. La. But you will see it's maybe more advanced, more advanced a little bit. La. Yeah, that's for UEC. So actually it's stressful, but it's not like you need to take a two completely different subject and you need to study two different, completely different things. It's the same. But maybe it's different in terms of like how the question will come out how the paper will ask you and it, uh, how the, the scope of the different subject is different. Uh. So yeah, I, I wouldn't say it's too difficult to manage, but I think it's, of course, like, it's still stressful. Uh. Yeah. So, so if, you, if you say that's the case where, you know, for, for those who study in Chinese independent schools, they have to take SPM and UEC. So like for your case, when you, after you completed your, from five and you wanted to enroll in a public or private university, which which cert would you use? Would you use SPM or would you use UEC? Um so from during from five we will take SPM exam and then we will mm. get the SPM cert and then we have to study from six to get UEC cert. So if you want to enroll into a university, you need to if you use SBM certificate you need to study foundation or diploma, right? But UEC yeah. you can straight away go for undergraduate program. Yeah, so of course, if you have both, then usually you will choose to use UEC. Uh. And of course, it also depends on like which university. La. Like some, some university, they only accept like SBM, then we need to like, we need to take again, no? like SBM or diploma, eh, need to take a diploma or foundation again. No? Yeah. Oh, okay. So, but is it true that, um, that for those who opt to use their UEC, they are like automatically guaranteed going to Taiwan or any other countries that recognizes the, the UEC cert? No, actually, that's a misconception as well. Actually, I use my UEC, at the UEC cert to go into Utah. So oh, not necessarily okay. you need to go to like foreign country, like China or Taiwan. Actually, um, a lot of private university or like half private university like Utah, they usually would accept one UEC, yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, that I didn't know. Because I, I, I don't know. Because every time I hear about UEC, my first impression is Taiwan. And then people always say, oh, and our syllabus, we don't follow Malaysia. It's all 
um, Taiwanese based one. I'm like, wow, why, 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 why need to diverge so so greatly from from our from our national uh, education system? So, oh, interesting. I didn't I didn't know that you know it 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 doesn't mean you have to go to Taiwan. You can actually um use it to apply to uh, local universities as well. Yeah, because oh. it's quite different, uh. It's we, our syllabus is not directly from Taiwan actually. Our mm-hmm. syllabus is we um the whole Dong Zhong. They design a new syllabus for ourselves that that is like oh. tailored to our own context, uh, but it's not from MOE though. Like our history we also got studied Dong Yan Ya Southeast Asia history uh, But mm-hmm. we didn't but still like Taiwan wouldn't wouldn't study this kind of thing, right? Southeast Asia history. But we also still study about uh, Malaysia, we study about like other places like Malacca, we also got study in UEC syllabus. Yeah. Oh, so okay. it's not from Taiwan syllabus. It's just a like our own syllabus, uh, not from LOE. Yeah. So it's like it's like a combination of like so it's like they combine our Malaysian syllabus into it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would it be fair to say that? Yeah, use like, like different language. Oh. Usually, UC syllabus is in, Ch- in Chinese. Ma. So, mm-hmm. I think the main difference is, is, in Mandarin, is in Chinese. And then, the syllabus is just different only. La. I wouldn't say it's from any country. Yeah. Oh, okay. Alright, I see. Wow, I learned something new today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hope, hope the listener will learn something new as well. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure. I think some of them will be like, "Hey, like you know, maybe this might help them in deciding." You know, um, you know, uh, you know, especially if we are aiming those in secondary schools, and then they like, "Oh, I don't know, I don't know what what uni should I should I apply to? Should I stay here or should I go overseas?" So yeah, um, true. Thanks for for giving a new perspective on, uh, independent schools. Yeah, no problem. No, no. Yeah. Okay, so right now, we have come to the part where I'm pretty sure everyone has a lot of questions for, uh, including Dylan and Esther. So we're going to talk about homeschooling. Okay, so I know this is a very, very new term to a lot of Malaysians because uh, homeschooling, like what is it and how does it work? So just, just to give you a little snippet of it, homeschooling is exactly what the name suggests, that is instead of studying in a school, in a school setting, your home is your school. So this was the, this was how I spent at least, uh, at least more than 10 years of my life uh, studying. Uh. So, um, so for me, homeschooling, the reason why I was homeschooled was that because before that, I was actually in a, I was in, I was actually enrolled in a Chinese primary school which was like, what, five minutes away from my house. And it's, it's still at the same place as it is today. So I studied there from standard one to standard four. But unfortunately, I had lots and lots of challenges there. And then um, I, didn't, I didn't quite have a good time there, I would say. And then, then on the other hand, my parents didn't have much faith in, the, in our education system. So then one day someone told them and said, hey, uh, would you like to try homeschooling? This is like a, this is like a new way to 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 let your child study without all the pressures, without all of the homework that you know that our school tends to tend to pile upon students. Then my my parents were like, hmm, sounds good. So they actually they actually told they told me and my older sister, um, and then they said we are going to homeschool the both of you. 
and at that time our first impression was yay we are going to have a holiday from school I like it's like I don't have to go tuition I don't have to see teachers and classmates that I don't like and I can just stay at home and do whatever I want so that was like that was like to to me it was like a honeymoon uh. it's like a honeymoon from school so um so yeah and then um the syllabus that I studied wasn't Malaysian syllabus as expected but I studied the American syllabus so my geography my maths my science everything all American based on so that's why I would say that was the reason why I had and uh, such a strong interest in like American history and politics. Uh. So I would say oh. that would be the reason why um, that would be like the, the platform for me. Lah. And then, um, so yeah, that was basically it. Lah. And then, um, yeah, I spent a lot of time at home and I did not mind one bit because, you know, kids nowadays, you know, now with the pandemic, everyone is staying at home, being caged out at home. They'll be like, Yay, you know, I don't have to I don't have to every day stare stare at the whiteboard, blackboard, whatever board that is in front of me and then you know you know hear the teacher, you know, nag at me all day long. So yeah, this is basically homeschool in a in a nutshell. So I'm pretty sure the both of you have a lot of questions, correct? Yeah, I it's quite like quite unique term for me at homeschool. I always thought for longest time, I thought like homeschool is only for American only. I never thought that it actually happened in Malaysia until like until I heard when I grow grow up long. Oh, actually, actually, true to a certain extent, homeschooling is still not that popular in Malaysia, but it's only in certain states like here in Penang, um, where I'm from. Um, there are actually a few several homeschooling centers. Like it's like because not all parents. Um, have the time to actually stay at home and teach um, their children on their own, they would actually send their children to homeschooling centers. So I would say that's almost like, it's like sending them to school, but with, with extra steps. I, I don't know if that if that describes it perfectly. But for me, it was different because um, my mom, she was the one that taught me and my older sister like all by her own. Like she was like a one woman show like that. So... Um, and then I would say that was like one of the very rare times where uh, that was the time where I spent the most time with my family as well in such close proximity because last time when I went to school so like I'll go out to I'll go to school like early in the morning then I'll only come back home in the afternoon then after that I'll be so busy with school and then stress 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 and then go to bed at night and then cry again like whether whether it's my homework all done already. So it's like, I didn't really have much of an interaction with with my family at that time. So I would say, looking back, I mm, it, was a, it was a different experience. Lah. How about you, Esther? What are your... Have you, have you heard of homeschooling before? Yeah, because uh, I have some of my friends, they are like uh, from those like English-speaking families. So I, I remember when I was nine and then I talked to a, a Indian friend then then she asked me oh where where do you study like that and then i said oh i study uh, in sjkc blah 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 and then she said like uh then i asked what about you and then she said oh i, I homeschooling then at that time because i was i was only nine years old you know and then mm. when i heard of homeschooling and then i just like 
oh, what is that? But uh, I didn't ask. <laughs> I didn't ask, like, yeah. what's that? I, I thought it's, like, a school or okay. And then I just, like, okay, fine. I don't know what's that. But when, when I grew up, like, I see, like, some of the news, they cover some of the stories that their parents uh, successfully raised, raised uh, their kids, homeschooling, like, yeah. And then I, 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 but there's a lot of questions uh, in my head, uh, like, I really wonder like how like because parents they are used to be like very busy with their job and then they don't even have time to like take care of their own kids and some even have to mm. hire like maids to um to tackle with all the household household chores like that's that so I feel like mm. I really wonder like you say like your mother like can can teach you and your your sister like all all by herself but. I really mm. wonder, like, in terms of the discipline and, like, because you, you still stay at your own home, like, unlike the the normal kids, they have to wake up early in the morning and then pack their school pack like that. But homeschool is, like, is like maybe, is it, like, something what I experienced this year, like, e-learning at home? Um. Okay, so for me, it was like that. Actually, um, actually... Because that time, my mom was able to do it because my dad was the only one working. So, and then, of course, my mom, my dad, my mom doesn't have to work, so she will stay at home, no? So, and then, my mom's character is that if she sets her heart on something, she'll make sure she'll do it to her, her, to her very best. So, uh, and then, my mom is very, she's a strong believer of disciplining, of, of raising and disciplining her, her, her kids very I mean, to a very high standard. Lah. So, and then, actually, just now you mentioned that, you know, whether homeschool, those kids that are being homeschooled, do they follow the same schedule? I would say for me, it was almost the same because my, my mom, because on the first day of our homeschooling schedule, my mom be like, okay, first things first, I don't want you to have the impression that you can see because you are at home, you can do whatever you want. She's like, you still have to wake up at six AM in the morning. And then and then me and my young and me and my older sister were like, What? This is not what we had in mind. So my mom was like, Nope, I'm not going to I'm not, I'm not going to let you become lazy just because you're going to study at home. So that time we still had to wake up at six AM. Like, you know, like normal school children have to do. Then we will, you know, um, we will have our little family sessions and then breakfast and then, um, yeah. Then my mom she will she will set a daily schedule for me and my older sister. So it's like there are different time slots, ah. So there are different time slots where she will teach us this subject. And then you got break time and then she will teach again and then, so it's like it's like a routine like that, ah. It's not it's not haphazard. It's not like oh I don't know what's going to come out, uh, in the next hour. Or so like we already know we already know the flow, lah. So. Yeah, so that was the kind of setting that um, I was brought up in when my mom taught me and my older sister all by her own. Uh. So, so yeah, that was that was it uh, for me. Uh, How about you, Dylan? Mm. I have one more question. I wonder, yeah, is yeah, yeah. the go ahead, go syllabus ahead. like, is it recognized by the education ministry? Um, I That I'm not so sure, but if I... Remember correctly that time because I was still very young. My my parents they actually they actually got their teaching material from this certain publication called um, Alpha and Omega, so they had an office in KL, and 
once you sign out for like to to like to like uh, subscribe to their teaching material, they will literally like mail you, courier you like the entire syllabus. Like they have grades on, they have like grade one to grade grade twelve is the is the is the highest already lah. So and then like uh, they will actually like send like huge boxes to us to our doorstep, and then uh it was really expensive like because it's all the way from KL. And yeah, it wasn't cheap. So so my mom made sure that you know we made the most of it, uh, whenever she taught us. And I'm I would say looking back, I really appreciated that because at least my worldview is not that narrow. Um, if you want to compare, I mean that's my opinion. Like it, it wasn't so narrow. Like I was able to learn about you know world history, American history, and I wasn't just limited to learning about you know, uh, Malaysian history. La. So, um, so and then I would say it actually played a very important role in my, in my, in my, what is it called? Sco- uh, schooling years, the, when I grew older, when I went to secondary school, college, and then um, university. So, yeah, I would say um, it was a largely positive experience for me. Oh, so, okay. How many years do you spend on homeschooling? Yeah. Uh? Like um, okay, to... so as I spent at le- I left school, I left my primary school at the age of 10 and then I homeschooled for like six years, six and a half years, yeah. Yeah, because after that I went back to a I went back to a national school just to sit for SPM. <laughs> oh, so, so you have yeah. SPM certificate. Yes, so so for, for our viewers, for our listeners out there, in case you were curious, um, I don't have a UPSR or a PMR cert because I was homeschooled at that time. So the only cert I ever had was SPM. And, yeah, but that's yeah. the only cert that matters, right? Uh, yes, exactly. So that's why this is the funny thing, you see. So it's like, you know, you know, when I look back, then I look at, you know, kids nowadays, I look at them, I'm like, why are you even stressing out over something that's not that important? Like Yeah, but I think it's still important <laughs> to a certain point, I would say, like, UBSR is for when you choose a school. For example, for Chinese independent school, right? They have a, like, how to say, they have a, they have a standard that you need to, you need to fulfill before you can like, enter the school. So you can't, if your UBSR is too bad, then you can't enter certain school, especially those in KL. La. Mine is, mine is in Seremban, so it's better, I would say. Those in KL is very, very strict one. If you, if you don't have the standard, you need to take another exam to go into it. Yeah, and for PMR, right, we we have to take PMR because we need to choose our stream, I think. And if you got like very bad you bad result, then you need to then you can't choose a side stream because side stream is more difficult, something like that. So it's like I wouldn't say it's very, very important, especially in the long run, but in the short run it's still got a little bit of like use, but not too much. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay, uh, that means at least got a little bit. I guess I guess it depends on your background. If if your if you are coming from a background where education is like the utmost priority, then yes, uh, I mean by all means please work hard for your UPSR and PMR. I mean I'm by saying this I'm not trying to encourage 
So for all the students out there, I'm not I'm not trying to encourage you to skip school or anything. Uh. Please stay at school. Please, please, please stay at school. <laughs> Education is important, okay? But you know, they say they yeah. Sarah, from here, can you tell me not to study? Ah, no, 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 no. Disclaimer, disclaimer, please. Uh, please stay at school, kids. Please stay at school, okay? This is just our opinions, all right? So please stay at school. Education is important, okay? All right? So, so um, but, uh, but to me, this is more of like, you know, take it easy. Don't, don't, like, don't, don't build your entire life around studies. I mean, grades are not everything, honestly speaking. It's it's your character that counts. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah I, I think a lot of people like take events or SPMR too too seriously, you know. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's not like it's not good that you study hard, but you don't have to be like very, very sad until like become very depressed. Like. I think it is important at the point of your life, but in the long run, everything is like you can change it. You can still find a way out. Love. Even SBM like is the more important one. I think you can still find a way to get around it. Even if you like, you like do very bad in that exam. Love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, what I want to say is that grades are really not everything. And even if even if you do not score well, don't don't be too discouraged. There's always there's always a way out. All right. So yeah, Sarah, I have another mm-hmm. question for yep, you. Yeah. So. I think that's a lot. That's a, an assumption for all homeschoolers is that because you homeschool, you have you have worse social skill. Do you agree with this? This is not my assumption. Like, this is like generally <laughs> I heard from internet. You know, Reddit, everything. Uh-huh. They always say homeschoolers cannot make friends, something like that. Yeah. Mm, okay, I think for me personally, it's it's true to a certain extent because I'm an introvert. So it's not it's not in my nature to to go out of out of my way to say hi. My name is Sarah, and I'm and and then I start I start blind things out about myself. That's that's you not mean me. What, you mean what you are doing now? Uh, well, now I'm I'm kind of forced to. I'm sorry, but no, but it's like if given a choice, I will not go out of my way to like to like do a tell-all session about myself. It's just not me because I tend to be reserved and I'm I'm generally a quiet person. And I I like to I like to keep things to myself. So and then yeah, when yeah. yeah yeah so and then when so you know I'm already wired this way and then I spent six years of my life homeschooling, you know, at home. And then the only people I ever interacted was was people from, from church. Because I, for some reason all the homeschoolers that I ever knew were like from church. I'm like, okay, I didn't know like the homeschooling circle was this narrow. So and then um I mentioned just now that I actually went back to a national school to sit for SPM. So the the circumstance in which I went back was kind of difficult because when I was sixteen, my dad got a job in in the Middle East. So I actually, my entire family, including myself, we went over to the Middle East. So, and you know, we, 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 you know, I started a new chapter of my life over there. And then, and then suddenly my mom, my parents sat down with me. Then they said, um, would you like to go back to Malaysia by yourself and sit for SPM? And I looked at that, I was like, wait, this, you are asking me this now? And then my mom was like, well, we came to this decision because the schools here are too expensive. It's all international schools. Like, it's really, really expensive. So, and then my mom, my, my and then my parents did say that, you know, think about your future. Like, like, at least if you take SPM, if all else fails, you have I have something to fall back on. 
So okay, I I was like okay, fine. I know I was a sixteen year old. I I tr- I fully trusted my parents. So I actually took a flight back home to Malaysia all by myself. And wow. yeah, so and then I I flew back alone, and I actually stayed with a a family friend that I hardly knew. So it was a very it was a very challenging time for me because I was away from my family. I came back here all alone. And I was I found myself suddenly enrolled into a national school, and it, I had a huge culture shock. Like everything was so new to me. Like the you know it's like you know it's like it's like you are just think of yourself like an alien, and you're visiting Earth for the very first time. It's something like that. It's like everything around you is like what is this? Like I didn't know this existed. I didn't know you know people acted in this way. So no, when I can I can yeah. imagine uh like going to a new school i also got this kind of experience already like in addition of that you need to go to school after you have been home school for so long i think of course it will be a very very different experience yeah yeah yeah. so yeah i had a difficult time settling down because um the school that i went to it has quite a notorious reputation in penang um so like and then my classmates were all the rowdy kinds one like it's like wow it's like i didn't know i was enrolling myself into a circus i mean that was that is like the tamest comparison i can i can think of right now so and then my classmates found me weird also because they're like wow this girl homeschooling then suddenly come 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 join the national school for one year just for spm uh. wow very very hard to find all so and then it's like the dynamics was very weird uh. i found it hard to relate to them as well so but i did I would say I did learn quite a lot. I had some good friends there as well. Like I'm, st- and like some of them, I still I'm still in contact with them even up until now. So um, so yeah, that, that was my experience transiting from homeschool back into a national school. Lah. So Dylan, what you said just now is somewhat true, but maybe it's not applicable to every homeschooler because maybe they're extroverts and you know it's easier for them to 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 make the transition yeah yeah so that's more to your case, personal case uh, because you're more introvert and yeah 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 i think even in every school also got like those kind of like, introvert that don't like don't enjoy social that much uh, mm. in compared to extrovert so yeah yeah mm. yeah what about you did you did you face any any challenges you know, i mean studying in an independent school i mean aside from the language and everything mm, for me Studying in Chinese independent school is okay because like obviously the language is okay. But I think the the most difficult thing that a lot of Chinese independent school students will share and tell you is our math and science is like very, very difficult. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure why, because maybe maybe because this is a Chinese thing, you know, we love our math and science. Uh, I don't. Yeah. I don't like I don't like maths and science. Like I don't like numbers, but I'm Chinese. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That th- this is a stereotype for us, right? Oh, we all love money and and math and science. <laughs> I, yeah, but, it's just a stereotype, mm-hmm. lah. A lot of my friends also don't like maths one. Yeah, yeah, but like our school did really focus a lot on like math and science uh. i remember when from four when i first like go into science stream i received my first textbook for physics textbooks it's a a-level physics textbook 
I don't understand why am I studying this at all, you know, I, and it is English some more. So I don't understand it at all. I'm not sure why. I think there's some problems happens during that year. La. Because and then a disaster happened during our first physics exam. Uh, our whole class, like, feel a lot, most of our students feel that class, that, oh. that subject, physics subject. And only, and for me, I only get three marks on, on it only. <laughs> I, I need to clarify. Later mm. on, I managed to still get 60, and that's a pass for a Chinese independence, independent school. Uh. But for the first time ever, I feel I only get three marks. Be- because that I think there's some problem with my school that year, and we are, we are experiencing a shortage of teacher, so we don't have a proper teacher. And oh, yeah, okay. so for the first exam, in school exam, like, we, everyone like really do very, very bad. I think I remember one of, one of my friends like got only got zero marks, the legendary zero marks. <laughs> it, it's not even a parody, you know, he's really trying, but he still got zero marks. So yeah, but other than that, it's still okay. La. Just the, just their math, our F net and, and then our science is very difficult here. Yeah. Mm, okay, I see. At least for me, like at least for me, I I can't say I can't like I can't represent everyone, but I, at least for me, it's very difficult. Yeah. Mm, okay. How about you, Esther? Um, did, did you what did you face like any of the challenges or for you it's like wow, damn smooth all the ways, yeah. <laughs> but after like hearing your mind blowing stories, like it really like how to say like. I didn't know you 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 flew all the way from overseas to Malaysia and just to complete your SPM. Wow, but like when I heard heard this just now it's like very scary way. Eh? Like you have to move into a totally new environment and then like your parents are not around that time. Then like yeah, and then yeah, like yeah. Dylan you you went into independent schools. So for me is is the how to say like the it's just an ordinary journey, la, like a typical school kid. Like you go to SJKC and then SMK and then like public university. Yeah, actually, kind of, I actually I love like my education journey, la, to be honest. Like, but uh, to be honest, like during like my standard says, like some of my friends, they uh, they can effort like to enroll into a independent school then I was like mm, why why I can't be like them I like get a better better kind of like education now because I believe that uh, one thing I love about like independent school is their co-curriculum yeah and then mm. for SMK right I think they really need to improve uh, in terms of this but uh, I would say not all SMK is like this but mine is like more into like how to say the SMK is like more into the kampung kind of like not really at once that kind of school I believe there's a lot of like those how to say very good one like SMK I'm not sure la, like those in KL one they, they ha- really have good facilities and all that but for me one thing I miss out a lot is uh, the co-curriculum because sometimes I feel like hey I want to join maybe badminton club but they say like oh you don't have badminton club and we don't even have a badminton court here so it's that oh no yeah that, that's the that's really bad law I would say like the <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Malaysia really have to improve like in terms of this kind of welfare like facilities for the student like they really mm. can get the best from this co-curricular system like we don't want it to be like we just uh, want to do it for the sake of uh, getting marks 
for for uh the theory education like that. So so this uh, mm. this is the thing I feel like I miss out a lot lah. And then but I really like uh especially uh STPM. So actually I feel like STPM is a very good one because I can really oh. learn a lot from there and then it will make your how to say like study path easier when you when you enter into public university lah. Yeah, that's my opinion. <laughs> mm, I think Chinese independent school, not necessarily every one of them is like very good at Kung Fu recruitment. But for me, my school is quite like quite focused on those. Uh. Yeah, because uh, because my school. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, because like you, independent school, like you you pay for it, right? So of course, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. those students they can have more uh good facilities. Yeah, 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 and yeah, we do have a lot of different different kind of curriculum, and then we every student is very passionate about it. You know? It's like part of our student life, and then we want to honor it. It's like everyone show, not everyone, okay. Uh, a lot of us like hold very strong, passionate for it. Uh. it's like we are vanga, we are very honor of our society. Uh. but I think, uh, also, also I think that not every SMK is not is bad at conclusion like one of the smk i know is yuhua which is my which is my my mother is teaching in i think they have a very very good conclusion yeah mm-hmm. they have i think that debate team is quite famous also yeah and then they have a lot of like a lot of like uniform society that perform very well and then they also help very they also they are also very passionate towards their society la. yeah that's what i know from my mother la, yeah Mm, okay. Alright, good, good. So these are so you get to hear about all of these uh stories about you know the challenges and the memories we all you know, I mean the three of us we experience in, in our own uh, respective uh schooling experience. So now we will go into the last section that is what are the changes that we hope to see in Malaysian schools because as we know there is no perfect education system in this world. Like not even in first world countries, even if you go to the US, you go to any, you know, you go to the happiest country on earth that is Norway, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, there are bound to be weaknesses in their education system as well. So um, for me, I would say I, I, I would say I would like to see a more well-rounded syllabus because for me, what I've observed, like even when I went to college and when I went to uni, I noticed like those students that after they graduate, they don't know how their social skills is like either very weak or is close to non-existent. Like they don't know. Like like I've met some people and the way they they talk to you, the way they request things from you is just so mind blowing. In in at the back of my head, I'll be thinking, did they not teach you basic manners back in school? It's like this is like the most. It's like the easiest thing. You can you can pick out as a human being like it's yeah, not no one, it's, no yeah. one teaches about that yeah all. exactly it's it's not rocket science and then you look at our our moral our moral studies like it's all just memory work okay like you just memorize all the nilai and then you vomit it out during the during SPM <laughs> exactly. it's like what's the point I mean right. I I'll be better off memorizing a dictionary instead yeah uh, so rational rational yeah so yeah yeah it's either rational or bertanggung jawab or why is it called berdikari yeah it's all it's all the it's all the same so for me I would want to see a more well rounded syllabus where you know 
introduce subjects that teach students how to improve their social skills. I think that's very important. Like you can be a straight A student, but if the first word that comes out of your mouth and it offends people, I think bye bye already. Like you can you can say goodbye to your career. You can say goodbye to a good paying job. Like that's all out of the window already. So for me, that would be my my biggest hope that I wish to see change in our in our um, education syllabus. How about the both of you? Yeah, I would agree lah. Actually, I think, I think like for the better country, like especially like famous in education, uh, they focus more on like teaching how, how to be a human. You know, like what's like they really teaches the Nidai Muni, but in like they let you understand why why is this important. In in instead of like you just need to memorize everything, so I think it's very important lah. And for Chinese independent schools specifically uh, I think. We do need to have more more races in it. Uh, although I'm not sure how, but I think like what Esther said before, like in national school, everyone have different races, and then we can blend in together and then learn about each other. I think that is very important as well, because like for me, we study BM and we have B- I have Malay friend. I don't mind playing with them; they are very fun. And then we have Malay teacher that's very very nice. But then, although with all of this. Uh, my Malay is still very bad because I don't have to speak it in a daily, you know, daily basis. So I don't have this in my in my daily life. So my Malay is like, especially my speaking is very bad. So I can't really speak like chit chat with my Malay in the street lah. So I think this is one of the disadvantage for Chinese independent school, at least for me lah. Personally, I can't speak for everyone. Yeah, I I believe there is always someone who is like willing to go. Uh, how, how to say? Uh? uh, I believe there is always someone that can do the work and then still learn to speak Malay and then still can make Malay friend outside of like the Chinese independent school circle la. But not not for most of us, so because our friend is all Chinese and even if a Malay friend, they speak Chinese as well. So yeah, we use Chinese mainly. Lo, yeah, that's the problem. Hmm. Okay. What about? What do you think about National Thai School? I know Esther, I know you just said that you are extremely happy with your with your schooling life and everything, but is there anything that you wish to see would be improved or something you see that you want it to be different? Mm, yeah, of course. Like uh, Sarah, you just now mentioned that uh, a more well-rounded uh, kind of syllabus. I couldn't agree more with that because uh, for Malaysia, the the national type of syllabus they are like how to say they'll they'll just uh put you like a lot of subject like like sometimes i feel like some of the subject is not really necessary and then like in terms of the soft skill of the student <laughs> they kind yeah malaysia uh secondary primary school have to improve on uh, and what i mentioned just now is the co-curriculum yeah, because uh, co-curriculum also like uh directly uh shape uh, uh kids' character and and their soft skill as well. So, I think it's really important mm. la, Like not just uh always aim for straight A's in UPSR, PMI, SPM. Oh, no more PMR. Yeah, like SPM. Yeah, there's there's more, more more beyond like only straight A's la, Like in terms of like soft skills mm. because. When you when you enter into a workplace, yeah, they, uh, soft skills and a lot of things 
that's more important uh, than just a paper, a seizure with straight A's. Yeah, yeah. Like like I think one of my one of my friends always used to say a cert is just a window for you to uh it's just a platform for you to get a good paying job. But anything outside of it is like it's really up to you already. How are you going to to make the best out of it with your with your soft skills and like, the way how you relate with people. So yeah, so that is uh, that is our thoughts on what we hope to see uh, change in Malaysian schools. So we have we have sadly come to the end of our podcast episode. So I'd like to say thank you once again to Esther and Dylan for being part of this um, episode. And hopefully we'll see the both of you again in future episodes. Bye.